Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey my friends, I want to let you all know that my very first book, The Path of an Eagle, How to Overcome and Lead, after being knocked down, is now available for pre-order. I'll make sure the link is available in the show notes below. All right, my friends, let's do the show. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. You all know that my very first question that I love asking all my guests on this show is what does success look like to you? And it seems like in today's society, there is this huge message getting a lot of airtime that basically in order for you to be successful, you need to climb the corporate ladder, you need to have all the spotlight in the world, you need to have a lot of money, you need to become the big boss or chase whatever version of success that's been dangled in front of you. But what if there was another way? And this is something that I have looked at for myself. And this is probably something that you may have learned as well on this show, hearing from all of my guest answers. I have learned that speaking with over 800 something people on this show and asking them that one specific question, that success is not what society tells us that it is. So why do we listen? Why do we try and focus on that version of success rather than other more meaningful things? Well, my guest today is none other than Tim Schur. Now, for those of you that don't know who he is, Tim knows what it takes to build a winning team. He spent almost a decade of his career launching two brands, StoryBrand and Business Made Simple, as COO alongside New York Times bestselling author Donald Miller. Before that, Tim worked at Tom's as well as Apple Inc. He is also the host of Build a Winning Team podcast where he offers listeners actionable advice as he interviews some of of the top leaders in business. Tim lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and this conversation took place quite late at night for Tim, but he was so gracious enough to stay up for me and have this meaningful conversation. But Tim has... Uh, created this great book called The Secret Society of Success. It's not a play on words. It's actually a real thing that Tim 
drills down in in the actual book and during this conversation, which basically talks about stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again. In The Secret Society of Success, Tim invites you to reevaluate your definition of success and learn a new, freer way to go about achieving it. How do you learn this approach? With The Secret Society as your guide, a community of people who know how to make an impact, whether they need the spotlight or not, or even if they have the spotlight, The Secret Society will teach you to do many, many incredible things, like define success for yourself. Finally, contribute to your team without minding who gets the credit and so much more. I really, really love this conversation with Tim and I hope that you guys enjoy it and you finally can see that success is not what society tells us that it is. It's not that it's wrong, but there's something more meaningful to life than chasing after society's version of success. So my friends, if you do get something from this, please share it around to your friends and your family. Let everyone know about this one too. If you do want to know how to formulate your own version of success, then please don't be afraid to contact myself or Tim by just reaching out to us. Uh, I mean, you got my email, it's on my social media. So if you do want to reach out and just ask or even just have a conversation, then by all means, I'm open to that. Or even get a copy of Tim's book and my book. And we this is something that we do talk about in quite a bit of detail. Also, my friends, like I just mentioned, my very first book is available for pre-order, The Path of an Eagle. I hope that you guys can get a copy of it. If you want to live a more meaningful, purposeful, and just fulfilled life, one that is full of success, then definitely get a copy of the book. I'll make sure that the links for my book and Tim's book will be available in the show notes below. All right, my friends, you know what time it is. It is time to journey with me into this story box as we learn more about the secret society of success, as we listen to the incredible wisdom, the advice, and the stories of none other than Tim Shaw. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm already having fun. We haven't even started yet. This is great. <laughs> this, this is awesome, man. I'm, I'm grateful that you're here today. We're going to have a lot of fun unboxing more of your incredible story, the wisdom and the advice that comes along with it. I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts that you've been on and especially the Derek Kinney one. Shout out to my friend Derek Kinney and, and Good Money uh, too. But the one question that I love starting off with is, this is something that you've written about in the book, right? It's the whole theme of everything, but what does success look like for you? Yeah. You know, success, if I had to boil it down, what I have learned and been learning is um, success for me is helping other people win. And that is just not the message that you hear most people talk about, especially in mainstream media. That is not the definition of success that most people are propping up. No. But the people that I've been most inspired by, that's how they live. Mm. That's just what they do. And when you're, when you're somebody who helps other people win, when you're thinking of others first, it's not only does that create some remarkable relationships with the people that you get to interact with, but I feel like 
you as a person, if that is your mode, I think that's also a definition of success that is sustainable. It's something you can really dig into and have that be the heartbeat of, you know, how you show up. Even before you and I record, I mean, you're, you're talking about how, hey, I want this to be of service to you. I want to, you know, help whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Like everything even that you say leading into us even hit record, you're posturing yourself to help others win. And uh, there's something that puts me at ease in that. It's like, man, that is so cool. I, 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 know, I feel like I know so much about you just even in that simple statement that simple posture that you step into. So that's what success is to me. That's what I want to continue to live my life uh, like, you know, centered around that idea. What do you think that it, and what have you learned that it really means to win? What do you mean by that? Yeah. So I think it, it can look like a lot of things. It can, you know, winning looks different for everybody. Yeah. You know, if you think about, I was about to go like a full sports analogy here. And then I'm like, oh man, which United States sports and Australian sports are the same. Just, um, just do it, my friend. Go do it. <laughs> you didn't just think about basketball, right? Yeah. So winning for the offensive player looks like scoring. Winning for the defensive player looks like stopping the person from scoring. They're two completely opposite things. Winning is 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 unique and custom for every single person. So how do you help someone else win? It looks like caring enough about them to dig into their story and where they're at in their life right now to find out what winning even looks like yeah. and then supporting them on that journey, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I think the problem for most people is they don't even know what success or what winning looks like in their life. And so what they do is they just default into this definition that's been handed to them from movies or whatever, right? It's like most people look at it as, oh, winning is fame, money, and power. That's it. And I think that it's different from that uh, for, for people that I, I've been most inspired by. And so I'm trying to uncover what success, what winning really looks like, and then just support people on, on that journey. What was the story behind you actually realizing that winning or helping people to win is success for you? Was it like this catalyst moment somewhere in your life or was there sort of like more of a buildup over the course yeah. of life at different moments? It's been a buildup. I think it's taken me about 15 years to land at this spot. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think it's a constant evolution too, because everything in me and, and so much that is in all of us, like we are wired to think of ourselves to serve our needs first. Mm -hmm. I mean, a baby comes out of the womb screaming for the thing that it needs, right? Like it is, it is not thinking of anyone else. Like that is who we are from infancy. Yeah. And yet, if we take that same kind of approach into our lives, you know, we're, we're going to lead, that leads to a pretty gnarly path. Um, and so, you know, there was a, a time in my life when I wanted to be the next John Mayer. I mean, I, I wanted to be a famous musician. That was my path. That's what got me excited. And I wrote a couple songs in college and, you know, that led to me writing a couple albums and, you know, I, I had my songs on iTunes and, 
you know, dreamed of having them at retail stores all over the United States and, you know, traveling and playing music internationally. Like this was what I wanted to do. And that dream just never really actualized for me. I, I tried really, really hard. Um, and I remember being on a tour and I was reading a book around that time by Chip and Dan Heath. The book's called Made to Stick. But I have it right behind me. And, you know, there's this line in that book. It says, are you demanding or attracting attention? Yeah. And it's a marketing book, but I was translating that statement to my own life. Like, and, and I realized in that moment, I was demanding attention. I wanted people to notice me, to recognize me and to like my music, the thing that I was creating. But I just don't think that I was at my best when I'm just having to kind of be in that mode, just trying so hard to get people to pay attention. And so um, what's interesting is my path, you know, just certain roles that I had played over time. I mean, you, you mentioned a couple of them. I spent some time at Tom's Shoes. I, you know, worked at Apple for a few years. And then, you know, for the last 10 years, I've been, um, you know, working behind the scenes with Donald Miller building a company up until, you know, six months ago when I launched uh, out on my own to, to release my book. And so it's just been this evolution where I thought I wanted to be the guy in the spotlight. And then the more I got into roles behind the scenes, the more I was actually feeling content and fulfilled and satisfied. And so I just started thinking, hey, maybe the spotlight isn't it. Maybe there's some other ways that I can orient my life and live that doesn't have me um, you know, chasing that path. So interesting. Is it behind the scenes role? What? <laughs> that's pretty interesting that that's the thing that's given me the the meaning and the contentment when I thought that it was going to be something very different from that. It's interesting because I can relate to some of the things that you were just talking about there because I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to be like the next Steven Spielberg. So everything that I did, I lived and breathed film that was like the the path that I wanted to take in my life. So nothing was going to stop me. It's very interesting how I ended up here <laughs> speaking yeah. to you today, Tim, and thinking that my, my version of success was based around making a successful Hollywood blockbuster movie and then earning the, the Oscar or being able to be in the so-called spotlight. Uh, and then I realized very, very quickly that that doesn't fulfill me anymore. And the, the, the thing that really fulfills me the most is service. It's helping people. And yeah. it's a selfless attitude that I think that that inspires me. And what inspires me right now is hearing your story as well. It, it spurs me on because you're going from one, one point in life. To yeah. Hit. And I guess the question for you, Tim, is did you ever think at all during any of those moments that you would be where you are today? No, no. I, I, I if you would have talked to the 21 year old Tim who <laughs> is, you know, moving to Nashville with dreams of being a star and trying to get into the heart of, you know, of, of music <laughs> and, and move to a city that just was, you know, the breeding ground for so many of these singer songwriters, you know, for me to become what I wanted to be. If you would have told that 21 year old Tim 
that, wait, you're going to actually be taking over as the CEO of a company where you're really focusing around leadership and helping other people develop and, and be at their best and teach them how to serve their teams. And, you know, you're going to have a book and a pod, like, podcast, like none of that. No, no, the whole thing is wild. But isn't it beautiful that sometimes we find our stride when we're trying to do the exact opposite? Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's nothing that um, can teach us sometimes, but experience and just having to navigate these things. Like you had to go through that season when you wanted to be a filmmaker for you to get to this point. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know how many of the the listeners here, you know, have faith context, but, you know, there's uh, this, this verse in Psalms that says, you know, Delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And I kind of read that line to just say, your desires will change. And I, I feel like it's God that gives me those desires. So it's my responsibility to pay attention to that and then take steps in that direction. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like a guy who's you know sitting around just waiting. I'm like, God will open all the doors. It's like, no, there is a partnership here. We got to both do the work. Yeah. Like you didn't just have Matthew McConaughey call you and say, you know, Jay, I want you to be, I want to be on your podcast. Like you had to do some work, right? There's this partnership <laughs> that has to happen in life to take these steps, but paying attention to how your desires change, I think is an important part of the process. And so I started to feel my desires change. I didn't care so much about being the guy on stage. I was feeling energized and joy being a, 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 you know, a right-hand man, helping people launch ideas. And those ideas never really had my name on it, you know? And so I started paying attention to that. And um, I think that's been a part of me navigating this journey for sure. Looking at where you've, where you initially started to where you are now, when in your life, when you least expected God to show up in a big way that he did and it challenged your perspective of who he is? Hang on. Okay. Ask it again. Cause I got to let that question soak in. <laughs> when in your life, when you least expected God to show up in a big way that he did and it challenged your perspective of who he is. I will say I, there's not like a particular story where I'm like, this is the moment, you know, like this, that, that question takes me to this spot. But I will say that the last couple of years has been a crazy part of my journey. And um, it was about five years ago, I was at a, an event that Bob Goff hosted called Dream Big. Yeah. And at the end of this couple of day workshop, you, everyone goes around the room and, you know, says what's, you know, the question is like, what's your big dream? And I remember saying out loud for the very first time, like, I want to write a book. And I never thought anything of it. I just, it truly, it was a, a dream. I, I, it's just a, a, a thing that's, 
you know, some people want to learn how to play the piano. Some people want to learn whatever. I just thought, like, I'd love to learn how to write a book. Like, that would be fun to do it. And so, you know, Bob, being like the kind friend that he is, starts reaching out to me regularly after. He's like, hey, Tim, how's the book coming? You know, <laughs> and just regularly checking in. And, and so I just keep making progress. And then I ended up getting a book deal and, you know, I, I found a couple uh, friends that could help me put the words down on paper. And, you know, we, we ended up writing a book that I'm really proud of. And it came out like I was at a Barnes and Noble, which is like a, you know, a brick and mortar retail store here today. And I like saw my book in a, a bookstore. It was just so fun. But I, I just feel like this whole time, I'm just taking that one step at a time. And, and I feel like, you know, to launch out on my own when I'm, I'm doing my dream job, you know, that feels crazy. Like so many people hear, Tim, you're quitting working with Donald Miller and, you know, building this beautiful thing that is story brand and business made simple. Like you're leaving that to go launch into the unknown. But, you know, this whole time that I'm writing this book, I just really felt like there was something in this message that just, it, it, it was just so unique to me and, and what I felt like I was trying to say and communicate through the various stories that I've curated and pulled together that it just felt like a really fresh way of talking about success. And so I just felt this sense of, I got to do it. This is my message. This is the thing I have to put out in the world because I'm just so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And so it seems crazy to launch out and quit when there's so much unknown on the other side. You know, there's not a whole lot of money in being a first-time author. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to realize that too. <laughs> People don't do this for the first time to make a bunch of money. They do it because there's something burning inside them that they have to say, yeah. right? And so, you know, but, but every step, I just kept feeling like I got to do it. I can't not do it. So what, what was a dream five years ago then, you know, sit down with Dawn and say, I got to chase this because yeah. I think I would regret not. And so my perspective of God has changed in, in almost like me learning to trust him more. It's like, so it's almost like God saying, Hey, I got you. And then it's up to me to decide if I believe him or not. Yeah. So it's like, all right, am I willing to take the, the jump? Like, do I really believe that God's got me? And what is God having me even look like? Like, what does that even mean? You know? And so um, I don't even know if I really answered your question, but this is just some of the stuff that has been the journey, you know, that, that I've been on and, you know, how um, taking this step and, and, you know, how you view what God is somehow doing and the tiny role that I have to play in that larger story. I, I just want to play my part and, you know, follow what I feel like is, you know, the, the, the right steps and take advantage of, you know, whatever he has given me to steward and hopefully steward really well. And, you know, putting this book out there felt like putting some good out into the world in, in some way, shape or form.
I think you answered it brilliantly because it sort of kept, as you were talking, the one thing, and you actually did allude to it towards the end there, the one thing that kept coming up for me was trusting in God with your life, which is these major, major life decisions that you've decided to take to make a dream come true and to make yeah. it re- make it a reality. And it's no easy thing to write a book. Let me just say that. And all the other things that you have done and are doing in your life currently is because you trusted to some degree, you trusted to take that first step and another one and another one. And it's just like this progression over the course of your life. And then you have this book that's out called The Secret Society of Success, which I love the title. (laughs) It's, It's brilliant, by the way. But I wanted to ask you because a lot of people that, are listening, they do have a dream, they do have something that they do want to do and accomplish in their own life. But I guess fear is is holding them back to some degree. And you you went and did it, right? So for those people that are are stuck right now that need a little bit of a, an encouragement boost, what would you want to say to them? Yeah. So you get that confidence to take the leap when you feel like you're actually solving a problem for somebody. So if you want to do a thing, I think a really good first step or first question is, is it solving a problem for somebody else? Is is there somebody out there that needs what you have to offer? And what I also love about that is if you're thinking that, and, and from the very beginning, what you are in the headspace of is how can I serve somebody else? How can I help somebody else win? Which is exactly what we were talking about. A definition of success that to me is really inspiring is helping other people win. So if you want to launch out and do your own thing, I think to ask, how can I be of service to others? And do they need my solution? <laughs> because there's a lot of things that I would be really energized to do that nobody would ever need me to do for them. Right. But, but if you are solving a problem for somebody else, there is a, a, a need out there in the world and you can uniquely fill it. I think that's a really great place to start. But the other thing is, you know, I was pretty um, realistic and practical about this whole thing. I mean, I, I, I talk about it in this last little bit. And if you just took that as an excerpt, you could be like, oh my gosh, he totally took a leap and, you know, he left the job and now he's going to make no money. Like amazing. It's like, well, I'm a little more strategic than that too. Yeah. Right. So I knew that with a wife and two kids, I can't go from a full-time salary to zero and do that for forever. I mean, there is a, there is an end of the road at that point. And so I started thinking, how can I make money? You know, how, how can I, yes, solve a need and a problem for people, do something that I love that I'm passionate about, and also be realistic about how I can make a living doing that. Yeah. And so, okay, I knew, and I'm just, I'll share more of the details and how I'm thinking, because I hope that somebody can translate the same kind of thinking into their dream, into whatever they do, right? So I'm thinking, okay, if I go from full-time salary to no salary, I got to make money somehow. So how am I going to do it? 
So I had such a beautiful setup with me walking away from my job at StoryBrand because Don being the you know hero that he is <laughs> and like huge, amazing friend and supporter, he paid me for six months. Wow. So I had my full-time salary for six months. So I knew I have six months of, of my full-time salary, even that, that I was on my own. So that gave me six months of a runway. So I'm thinking, okay, what, what can I be building over the next six months so that I'm ready to go, you know, following that to hopefully be in a spot where I can, um, you know, pay my mortgage and, and things. And so, you know, I started thinking about, okay, can I, what do I love to do? I love working on podcasts. Okay. Could I maybe produce a podcast for somebody else and, you know, have a little bit of money coming in from that as I'm building up my speaking career and, you know, all of that. So I started working on a product where I can do keynotes. I, I then jumped into doing a consulting thing for a podcast that I'm making a little bit of money. So, and I had my six months of runway. So all of this is, giving me the confidence to make that step and, and to, to, to talk about it as though, um, I like it's blind faith. Like that's not it at all. It's, 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 it's wisdom and strategy and really good business principles along with faith and, you know, overcoming fear and, you know, all that. But I just felt like the message was resonating with enough people. I felt like I was prepared to go out and do some of these things. I felt like I could go make money in some areas uh, if I needed to um, that, you know, weren't in this like author speaker world. Um, And so that all of these things, there's a lot of variables that gave me confidence to take the leap. So, you know, if, if there's like a, to summarize all of that, I would say solve a problem for somebody else, build the confidence, knowing that there is a real need for the thing that you have. But, you know, second thing is be really smart before you take the leap, knowing that you can also do this uh, sustainably because you might have all this energy, but if you run out of money in a month, then maybe you should <laughs> try to give yourself a longer runway, you know? Strategic wisdom comes to mind. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> with with all that, uh, and I wanted to. You've you've got this book. You've got you had the runway, which is awesome. There's sort of like a, a time limit on that. You got six months to make something happen. So you you get this book out. You you're starting the writing process, and like I just said a moment ago, writing a book is no easy thing to do. So what was the most challenging part for you in writing this book? Writing the book was. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is, <laughs> um, I had an idea for the book and I was so passionate about it. But while I'm running this company, getting the words down is so hard. Like it just takes so much time. And so the greatest thing I did was I got some help. And I've learned that there is a difference between being an author and a writer. You don't have to write every single word in your book to be the author of a book. And so my name is on the front cover, but what, you know, should also be on there is Allie Fallon and Annie Kyle. And these two ladies, like I I would meet with Annie every Monday at four o'clock. And, you know, we would talk through chapter outlines. We talked through stories that we wanted to put into these chapters. 
uh, Annie would ask me questions and she's recording all these conversations and transcribing them. And, you know, after we kind of have these conversations, she'd go write a draft of the chapter. And then she'd say, okay, hey, Tim, we need a bridge from this idea to this idea. Go write 500 words for me on X or just, you know, talk it out on your phone, like whatever. And so I would, you know, go home, write these little assignments, get it back to her. And then we're kind of, you know, tying that into the rest of the stuff. And so, you know, and then I'd go in and do some editing to make sure it's exactly what I wanted to say and felt like me. And then we'd send those chapters over to, to Allie. And then Allie would, you know, do some editing and cleaning up and flagging like, hey, let's explain this a little bit more. This doesn't make sense. You know, so um, when I got some help, it started to put some momentum behind the dream. Yeah. And I think so many people are trying to chase these dreams alone. Stop. Go find somebody to lock arms with because. You know, in the good times and the bad, when you're, you know, super inspired and when you're not, somebody else by your side can help you make progress. Mm. Um, and so Annie and Allie really helped me create that momentum. And if it weren't for them, this book is not possible. So I think it's a perfect book when you talk about, you know, what if success is not necessarily being in the spotlight? Like, what if? it's in serving others and helping others win. Well, those two girls are, you know, poster children for the message of the book, which is just so perfect too. <laughs> uh, so I got some help and it was a great experience and, you know, I, I couldn't have done it without them. And it goes back to what you were alluding to before building a winning team, essentially. That's it. Like helping That's each it. other win in essence. So I wanted to dive into a couple of questions regarding the book and what the book is actually speaking to, which is obviously success. But the whole idea, the secret society of success, is that a play on words or is there actually some significance to that? Yeah. So there's a, a, a story in the book that I start off with that I think just really frames up what this whole thing is about. And, you know, a lot of people are familiar with Apollo 11, you know, it's man's first trip to the moon, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. And, you know, a lot of people are familiar with these two guys, at least in the United States. This is a huge historical moment. Every student in every, you know, history class is, is learning about Apollo 11. But what's interesting is you hear about these two astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, but a lot of people know, don't know there's a third astronaut on that mission. And his name is Michael Collins. So Michael Collins is the guy, he, he like Ubers them to the moon, like takes them up to the moon and then drops them off. Those guys then do all the tasks they have to do on the moon surface. And he actually doesn't get to walk on the moon. He has to stay back in the command module. He orbits the moon like 26 times until those guys are ready to be picked up and brought back to earth. And what I love about this story is you would think that Michael Collins would be a little jaded by this whole experience, like a little frustrated, maybe pissed off that he didn't get to walk on the moon, given that he was so close to it. Yeah. And, and yet what I love is he gets back to, you know, to, you know, to earth, sits down with the press and talks about how content he was to have had one of those three seats. Mm -hmm. And so 
I think the question for all of us is like, do you need to walk on the moon to be happy? Because Michael was content playing the role that he had on that mission. He wasn't jaded by the fact that he wasn't the one that everyone was talking about. Yeah. And so that for me is what this whole book is about is what it can look like to be successful, but perhaps in a way that maybe looks a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so the secret society of success is, you know, it's this group of people that have shown me what success actually is, what it can look like. And the, the funny thing is it shouldn't be so secret because the way that we can all be successful is right under our noses. It's just thinking about this a little bit differently. And so this, you know, this group of people is, you know, each chapter more or less gives a, a paradigm shift for how to look at success a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one example is, you know, there's a chapter that talks about, you know, failure and challenges. And, you know, a lot of people look at success as, you know, success is a straight line up and to the right, like no challenges, no setbacks. Like if you are successful, you're just always winning. Yeah. But that's not at all what successful people that I know and have been inspired by, that is not at all what their journey looks like. Their journey has been full of challenges and setbacks. And so the big paradigm shift in that chapter is what if success is in embracing challenges and learning from failure? not like running away from it or, you know, thinking that you're a failure. If you come up against challenge, it's no, 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 no. Let's actually just look at challenge and failure as an opportunity to help us be successful. Mm -hmm. um, and so that is really what the secret society of success has taught me. It's, it's, it's lessons that maybe are not so mainstream, but it's all content that I think we, we all can learn from. Success is a massive, massive topic of conversation in our society today. Everyone's sort of looking for their own definition of success, what it actually means. And I know that you do talk about that in the book. And I've had the, I was fascinated by it. Like I'm, I'm curious about it. So when I started this, one of the main questions I, I asked people was, what does success look like to you? It became the first question that I began asking people to try and see, okay, I'm getting all these successful people from the world standard. What does it actually look like to them personally? Because they would they have achieved enormous things, right? From the world's perspective, they've got the money, they've got the cars, they've got that so-called straight lines right to the top from whatever we've seen about their life. But the interesting thing is every single person that I've spoken to, not one of them has said or mentioned anything to do with stuff. No, no. They're never going to say fame, money, and power. None of them. No, nah, it's amazing. At least not the people that I'm really inspired by. No. And this is like, I've asked this question to well over 800 something people just on this podcast alone and not one of them. And I'm like, you guys have have got it all right like why not <laughs> it's because the majority of them have reached it and then they've gone well this isn't fulfilling i've achieved x but i'm missing y and and the y is actually what you've been talking about 
it's the actual success. It's the behind the scenes stuff that no one really sees. It's the, it's the work, it's the hard yards, the challenges, the failures along the way. It's finding peace. It's finding contentment. It's leadership as well. All those things, they tie into it. And it seems to me like, I know I'm going on a, a tangent here, my friend, but I'll, I'll tie it in very, very soon. It just seems to be like we're obsessed with this one definition of success. So we chase it and chase it. And it's only up to the person to get there until they finally realize, hey, this isn't success. So I guess the question is for me to ask you, if someone hasn't achieved even the world's version of success, can we change their perspective right now so that they can look at success in the right way being what you've been talking about? What, what is the first thing they need to do? The first thing that you need to do is take out a piece of paper and write success is with a line where you fill in the blank and you need to, to get honest about your real answer. Yeah. Like when you're really quiet, when your eyes are on your own paper and you're not looking to anyone else to try to define it for you, what is it for you? And then start to live according to that definition of success. Because when we get in trouble, it's when we're looking at someone else's definition and trying to then have our lives look like their definition. Comparison. And what's interesting about it is I have a friend who loves to speak. He loves being on stages. It is his favorite thing. He talks about it all the time. And, 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 and he does it in a way he's like, this is what I was made to do. I love this. And he wants to be out speaking all the time. And that is what a definition of success looks like for him in his business. Well, I have a four and a half year old and a two year old. So me speaking 50 times a year would be an utter failure for me. <laughs> so as my wife and I have tried to define what success looks like for me in that one area, we said one to two a month is great. One is probably even better. <laughs> it still has me out in front of people being able to share this message. And I love traveling and meeting new people. The whole thing sounds really fun. I want to have that be a part of it. But if I'm trying to be and live a definition of success that is not my own, but I'm, I'm trying to live someone else's, that's where I get in trouble. <laughs> so right success is with a line, take some time and fill it out because, and be, just get quiet. Cause I think, you know, the answer, yeah. I think, you know, the answer. And if we just were to then live our lives, according to that definition of success, I think that is what would make a massive difference for people. My final question for you, uh, before I ask it though, where can people connect with you, get your new book? and learn more about what you're doing. So it's available on Amazon, you know, but also if you go to secretsocietybook.com, that is kind of the, 
that's the little hub for all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure everyone to get a copy of his book, my friend. But this is my all-time favorite question. I love asking all my guests at the very end. It is a hypothetical one, but I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Don't ask me how in the world they got it all. We'll call it magic for the sake of argument. They've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? I, I hate sounding like a broken record, but if there is a, a film that I'm watching that is like person after person saying how I helped them win, mm-hmm. like how did I help them be at their best? How did I help them, you know, do or think or, or you know, function differently? You know, how did some way I impact somebody to go out and do beautiful things in their own lives? And, you know, I think there's a, a, a big paradigm shift that we used to talk about in story brand that is also, I think, just seeped its way into my you know DNA. It's this whole idea of in a movie... You know, you've got the hero, but so often there's another character that comes into the story. That's, you know, it's the guide. Yeah. It's, it's Yoda to Luke Skywalker. It's, you know, whatever, Hamish to Katniss. I mean, there is always a person, a guide who steps into the story. And so the lesson for people in business is don't be the hero, be the guide. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the customer is the hero. You are the guide. And so, we want to be guides. Well, what does a guide do? A guide helps other people win. And you know, if there is a common denominator, a thing that is at the heart and, and the foundation of everybody in the secret society, it's this idea of serving others, yeah. helping others win. And I think that if I'm 100 and I've spent all of my life doing that, I just feel like, the rest is in, the rest is going to take care of itself. And you know, there's a North Star for me, a quote that I've you know read and said you know a million times as I've been working on this book project. And I use this in the final chapter of my book because I just feel like this is really the heart of what I hope that I lived. And the quote is by Albert Schweitzer. He says, "I don't know what your destiny will be." Some of you will perhaps occupy remarkable positions. Perhaps some of you will become famous by your pens or as artists. But I know one thing, the only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. (laughs) And I think that's it, right? So like, may we be the people to help others win, to define success for ourselves. And live that way each and every day, thinking of other people first, solving a problem for other people, locking arms together to go out and accomplish really amazing things. But if we live along that definition of success, serving others, that's it. 
I think we'd be really happy. That's what our lives were about. The perfect send-off message for people, Tim. Thank you so much for your time today, your wisdom, your advice, your stories, and for joining me today on the Storybox podcast. Man, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me and inviting me. Appreciate it. I really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.